Today's episode is going to be a little different. I had another topic scheduled for this week, but I want to talk about dealing with difficult moments that life deals us when we get sober. This is very fresh for me as someone I love very much had a massive loss in their life this morning. I'm going to skip the intro. I might ramble through this episode a bit, but I thought this would be important to talk when it's still raw. Here's the thing. Life can be tough at times. Tragedy doesn't stop just because we got sober. What we have to do is learn to deal with it differently and hopefully healthier ways. One of the greatest gifts in sobriety is being able to show up completely for the people in our lives and being able to support them when they need it the most. I know this could be especially difficult to do with people that are in recovery. Most people that have experienced addiction want to default to numbing our feelings. That is one of the main reasons I drank. Yeah, there were the fun aspects at first, being more social, having fun, hanging out with friends. But if I was to get completely honest, the core reason that I drank was to numb the emotions that I didn't know how to deal with. So it's natural that we revert back to our desire to numb those negative emotions when life gives us a big blow. Not knowing how to deal with negative feelings is one of the most common reasons that I think I see people relapse. You see it all the time. Either something tragic happens and they react the way they always have before and reach for the only solution they know how to handle the feelings. Or they have a series of smaller, difficult challenges in life and they try to stuff down the emotions until life just seems too overwhelming and it boils over. We'll continue to repeat this process until we learn better ways to process our emotions around the difficult and often tragic moments that are certain in our lives. I'm still learning how to do this, so I'm no expert. I've dealt with a lot of things since I've gotten sober, and although I've managed to get through it without drinking, I've picked up many other unhealthy coping mechanisms along the way. My personal default is to stuff it down. Hold back the tears. Don't talk about it. Shut down completely. At some point in my life, I picked up the belief that showing sadness equals showing weakness. I despised being vulnerable because I felt it put me in a position to be hurt even more than I was feeling at the moment. By stuffing it down, I thought I was avoiding the emotion, but all I was doing was kicking the emotional can down the road. Here's the thing about kicking a can down the road. The more times we kick it and the further down the road it gets, that can gets heavier and it gets bigger and it becomes more difficult to kick. And at some point, it'll get so big and heavy that we can no longer avoid it. And when everything boils over, it is much more overwhelming than if we deal with it initially. One phrase that I've heard many times that sticks with me is the only path to healing is through and not around. This is something I've been working on a lot over the last couple of years, and today I was able to put it in practice. I allowed myself to feel. I let myself cry when I felt the tears building up, and I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable. I have to tell you, this is not easy, and so many of my other unhealthy coping mechanisms are firing like crazy. The biggest one is trying to fix the situation. I cannot change what happened this morning as some losses are permanent, but I desperately wanted to remove the pain that this person who experienced the loss is going through. I'm a fixer by nature, and this is something I cannot fix, so it bugs me. But the reality is there are no words I could say or actions I could take that will remove the pain that they're experiencing. I have to allow them to process this themselves in their own way and at their own pace for their own healing. What I can do is to be there for them. 
be fully present, and allow them to feel the emotions without the need to fix how they are feeling. And the best way we could do this is to be sober. I will tell you that when things happen to me now, drinking never even comes to mind. I know this could be hard to imagine for many people in recovery. If you're newly sober, I know that drinking is often the first thing that comes to mind, as it was for me when I was newly sober. Many other people have been taught that alcoholism is a lifelong struggle that we'll always have to deal with, so this may also be a difficult concept for those people too. But you can get to the point where alcohol simply is no longer part of your life. I don't drink. And once that part of my identity changed years ago, it's stuck. That doesn't mean I don't have other unhealthy coping mechanisms that I still struggle with. I'm an emotional eater. I like to try to distract myself with TV, social media, mindless games on my phone, or anything that at that moment could make me forget what I'm feeling. Today, I resisted all of that, and to be honest, I kind of surprised myself by doing so. I went about my normal routine for the day. I found out the news about 10 minutes before a meeting at work where I had to present something and the cameras were on during the Zoom meeting. I gave myself permission to deal with the emotions after the meeting. I showed up, I presented, I wrapped up the meeting, and after it, I allowed myself to feel the emotion. I still went to my appointment with my personal trainer at the gym. I came home and really then allowed myself to feel those emotions. And now I'm recording this podcast. There are two important things I did by doing that. One, I allowed myself to feel the emotions and I went about my normal daily routine. There is something important about still following your routine. It provides a sense that although tragedy could happen in life, it will not shut our lives down. There's a sense of normalcy I think I get from it. And even though at this moment life seems out of our hands, if we keep pushing through, although things may not be the same, we can still keep moving forward. But even though I kept my normal daily routine, I did not do this as a distraction. I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed myself to still feel concerned about my loved ones that are experiencing this loss. I allowed myself to question the fragility of life. I made space for that too, and I'll continue to do so as the emotions will certainly come up as we all process it. One of the most important things I did today is I reached out. I am also a recovering isolator. I battle the feeling constantly that when I reach out for help, that I'm a burden on other people. Today, that feeling was so strong. I resisted the urge to default to my old behaviors, and I sent a text to my therapist. She offered to hop on a call after her last appointment of the day. My default thought was to tell her, Ah, you know what? Thank you for the offer, but I'm good. But instead, I sent her a text taking her up on her offer. And while we talked, she reminded me of the last thing I'll talk about today, which is the most important. She told me not to forget to take care of myself. Tony Robbins always talks about the instructions you get during the pre-flight routine. The flight attendant will always tell you that during the case of an emergency, when the oxygen masks fall, that you should always put yours on first before putting yours on your child. Now, this just seems so backwards because our natural thought is to take care of our child first. But the reason that they tell you this is that if you don't put yours on first and you lose oxygen, you will not be able to help your child. So by putting your oxygen mask on first, it actually makes you more able to help the child. My desire to take care of my loved ones, especially when I know they're in so much pain, is so strong, I often prioritize it over taking care of myself. This seems to me like a noble thing to do. 
putting other people first. But the best thing I could do in this situation is to be able to show up as the best version of myself in whatever capacity I'm needed. And I could only do that by taking care of myself first. So that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wrap up this episode, eat something healthy for dinner, take some time to fill my emotions, continue to have compassion for the situation everybody's going through, get a good night's sleep, do my morning routine that gives me the best chance of setting my day up for success, and show up completely tomorrow in whatever capacity is needed of me. Here's the thing about a sober and happy lifestyle. It doesn't mean every day is filled with happiness. Life kicks us in the head still sometimes, and we'll go through many difficult things. But it is about having a life that we show up for on good days and on the bad ones. When we do that regularly, we will see that there's nothing we can't walk through. There's always a light at the end of even the darkest of tunnels. And sometimes the best part of life is being able to show up completely for the people we love when they need us the most. So with that, I'm going to close up this episode by saying no matter what life throws at you, you could still show up and live sober and happy.